Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Kiara. It's Deja. What's up? And so we're gonna talk about half and half for last week's insecure and this week's insecure. So last week was episode six. I think so. Yeah, because I think it's only eight episodes, right? Okay. Yeah. And so last week was about Issa and Lawrence getting together, going on that date. Well, should we call it a date? I don't really know. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a date. It was a date? Yeah. Okay. So they got together for this date, and uh, she had on her red dress. She looked cute. She's been looking a lot better, I'll say, as her career is getting more prosperous, she's dressing a, a better in my opinion. Yeah. And so no, that. that was um no Deja, that was episode eight. So this season must have ten episodes. Oh really? Yeah. Oh you know what? You're right. You're right. Cause I think uh this last episode with Molly was episode nine. And that one was actually directed by Carrie Washington. Right, okay. So so last week uh, when they met up, it was like they had like a whole day. It wasn't just like a date, like just dinner. It was like a whole thing. Yes. And then the part about their date that cracked me up was when Issa ran into her homeboy, the fat guy, and he was. Oh, TSA Bay. <laughs> yes. His girlfriend was cute or whatever she was. Yeah. And the way he greeted, he said, he's like, blah, blah. <laughs> so doing it, and he's like, I mean, it was ghetto to me. It was ghetto. He said, I'm making all that noise in public. That is the most embarrassing thing to have happen. So what did you think of Lawrence deciding to still entertain Condola? Condola? Yeah, because he was still texting her and then when right when Issa was about to leave, um Condola called and he stepped outside onto the porch and she was like, Is that Condola? And he was like, yeah. And she was like, well, I want to stay. So what's up? I mean, I think that was kind of her flexing her muscle. And I think all of us are guilty of doing that. Like, okay, are you going to be with me or what? Like, you need to make a decision right now. I think mm-hmm. all of us have done that. But the thing about that is that you can always end up with your feelings hurt. Because what if you're not the one that gets chosen? Okay. And so I think he chose her because I mean I think he loves her, but I think that it was also familiar. You know, she's a familiar face at yeah. a, uh, at a, a certain time in his life, and um, I was never here for condensed cheese anyway. So why you keep doing this girl like that? Because we don't acknowledge um, rebounds God. or side hoes. Oh my god. Period. Okay. And so, so let's talk about Molly in Asian Bay. I think he's gonna leave her and I'm waiting on it to happen. It needs to happen sooner rather than later. I think that will probably be the finale or maybe I don't know, cause it's I'm torn because I feel like 
are they setting up Molly's character to exit the show? Which is, I mean, because it's kind of like, it's kind of like nobody wants to be bothered with her as usual. She can't deal with Andrew and she, she's gotten so ridiculous. She's telling Andrew where to eat Chinese food. They were about to argue, and then Nathan. And, uh, all right, so let's start from the top of the episode. So for this episode, <laughs> for, for, for this episode, uh, this one was Issa's reaching out, uh, uh, reaching out to Molly, and we got to see Molly's therapist. Um, okay. And I think her therapist was throwing proper shade. You know, Molly, you keep saying you want these relationships. You're st- you're looking for something from someone, and then when things don't go in your favor, then uh, you know you you make a quick exit or you force the person out of your life. So, do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? And I think that can uh, resonate with all of us. All of us have yeah. had that kind of point in our life. Okay, do I do I want to be right and win this argument, or do I just bite the bullet and move on? And Molly right. never bites the bullet. She always has to have it her way or no way at all. Yeah. And I think for Molly to bring up the fact that she misses her friend Issa in therapy but then it's the okay go ahead we're gonna do it in order (laughs) no because it's like i want to make comments but i can't it's like we have to do it in order okay so for her to have brought up the fact that she misses her friend in therapy i think that's something that everyone can also relate to if you've ever had like a fight with your best friend but um i think I don't know what it is about Molly. It's just something about her where she's Rude. like, I can't let stuff go. She can't. You know, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and put this out there. She's in search of what her father didn't give her. She got daddy issues. You know mm. what I'm saying? She never got an answer from her father. Technically, she still doesn't have an answer from her, her father. Her mother gave her um, explanation. Her mother gave her whatever closure she thought she should have gotten from her father and that's part of the reason that she cannot have meaningful relationships with anyone because the Mm -hmm. people closest to her you know she feels betrayed by them but that's a personal issue the world keeps going you know what i'm saying therapy is what you make out of it if you go to counseling saying i want better i want more i want more and you stay stagnant you're not going to get what it is you're in search of and so i think that's why it was important for us to see um, the 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 counseling portion of the episode, and mm. even even with um, Nathan, you know the viewers understood that he was having some some issues. Later on, mm. it was revealed by Andrew that he that his friend was having some mental health concerns, but it's mm. like. Issa didn't get her answer either. So she's steady searching for something that she felt like Lawrence didn't give her, but she's not doing the work. She's not asking the right questions to get that closure. So it's like, then you sit up and become frustrated because you're like, well, something is going on. Something is not right. You know, why don't you ask instead of making yourself upset? So, I, I totally agree with you there. Just ask. Don't assume. 
what's going on because you never know what people are are fighting you don't know what people are dealing with and what they can even voice you know everybody can't voice their issues the same way that's true so hmm. so let's talk about the brunch scene I'm just gonna go. You know what? I was upset. I felt away because first of all, them eggs was greasy. Second of all, did you say the eggs were greasy? Yes, the eggs was greasy on that scene. They was at I don't know Waffle House or something. I don't know, but wherever they were, when Molly got there, not literally not one time, not even once, not even a hint. How are you, friend? How have you been? What's been going on in your world? Issa was the only one asking the questions. Not one time did Molly say, hey, friend, how have you been? You know, can I can I pray for you today? Can I get yeah. you a drink? Can I get you a napkin? Do you need some hot something? It's just like, why do you expect everybody to reach out to you and chase you? Why are you playing hard to get? The thing I didn't like about the brunch scene was when Issa offered to pay for the food and Molly was like, no, I got it. And Issa was like, no, no, I'm sure I owe you for like so much for so many other brunches. Let me get it. And Molly was looking like, oh, damn, bitch, I guess you can do this. I guess you can be responsible and have money for yourself. But I mean, she act like she Jeff Bezos or something. I mean, what like, okay, you went to law school. Good for you. Millions of other people went through law school. Great. You accomplished something. Are you? Do you think you're the only one in this world that can accomplish something? Woo. You know, it's just like, what is your issue? Why are you so high up in the air? I don't care how well you dress. I don't care if your lace wig is melted down. Okay, what lace? Where's the lace? I don't care about that. Why is your character so rotten? You can be a beautiful person on the outside, but have a very ugly spirit. Well, I actually don't find Molly to be cute. So, I mean, you know, it's like, if you had a better personality, you might be cute. Dressing well does not make you attractive. Why are your traits so bad? Yeah. And it's like, how could somebody be friends with someone that long who doesn't call to check on them, who doesn't come to see them, who always has this woe is me attitude? That is not a friendship. That's not a relationship. That's selfishness. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like, I, 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 now we can finally talk about that argument. Lord have mercy. So Issa goes to see Nathan to help him move in after her and Lawrence have been sleeping together like basically the whole episode but they're not really saying that they're back together so she goes to his house first of all dressed like she in prison with this orange jumpsuit thing like girl it was giving me jailhouse vibes and she's she's like She's like avoiding him, and it's like, why? To me, I feel like if you're gonna avoid me or make it awkward, why you? Why did you even come? Right. You know, like who told you to come over here? If if you just gonna make it strange, you know, like okay, yeah, we was sleeping together, whatever. It didn't work out, whatever. We had a, it wasn't a bad ending per se because they're able to talk to each other, but 
Right. I mean, why even show up if you if you know your heart wasn't there? Right. So anyway, so they had a little move out thing. They had a little argument where she like he like he he's throwing shade at Lawrence. Oh, that's the one you uh you cheated on, and he can't get himself together and. This and that, and then Issa's like, well, he knows how to communicate and use his words. He don't just disappear. And that's when she found out he was struggling with uh, his diagnosis of being bipolar, which I appreciate them talking about that this season because it takes the the taboo part of it away um, as Mm -hmm. far as having some sort of mental health concern. And that's not the only uh, mental health concern. You You can be anxious. Right. You know, you can be depressed. Depressed. It can be a number of things that it really go on. be a combination of things. That's true. But the one thing I felt like we didn't really get clarity on is um what was going on with him where where he was like, Okay, I need to go home and get some help. Like what what event was it that triggered him personally or otherwise to make mm-hmm. him realize that there was a problem? Because a lot of times when people are bipolar, they self-medicate, meaning they turn to drugs. Mm-hmm. So it, to me, it's kind of like, and you know, barbers don't really have benefits. Like cash jobs, cash handling jobs like that don't have benefits. So I'm just kind of, I, I, maybe I'm looking too deep into it because it's a show, but I just feel like sometimes Insecure has a great plot, but they don't really do the back end side of the research to make, to make the viewers more educated in what we're seeing. Well, it could be that they're foreshadowing. Um, we don't know. That's true. But I think for them, <clears throat> excuse me, I think for them to touch on, you know, having having a mental disorder, it brings up the conversation of mental health and how we tend to take that, especially when we're dating at this age, you know, like. Well, I go through that. I suffer with terrible anxiety. Me too. You know, it's 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 unbearable, and I go through that when I date because it's like, you know, why are you nervous or why are you shaking your leg? Why are you shaking your foot or why can't you sleep? You know why? Why can't you sleep in the same bed next to me or something like that? And you don't always want to talk about it because it might be embarrassing. But I've gotten to a point where I'm not embarrassed. You know, you take me, hey, what you see is what you get. You take me with what I come with. But it's like sometimes people ask you intrusive questions, like you know, do you take medicine for that? You don't know how I'm handling my inner issues. So you know, whether someone takes medicine for something or not. Or whether you choose alternative forms of treatment, meditation, prayer, whatever you choose to do, if it's something that's positive that's supposed to make you feel better, why is that something that is embarrassing during a dating stage or even a marital stage? Hell, you can be married and find out later on years down the line that you're depressed about something, you know? So it's just, yes. it's, it is difficult for me to deal with while dating, but I've learned to be open and upfront about it so that if I'm not talking to you about something or if I just can't be bothered, I don't want my partner to feel like I'm abandoning them. But at the same time, I got to get me together. It's not always right. about you. Absolutely. I mean, I suffer with a combination of things. I have anxiety, I have depression, I have PTSD. 
And for me, it's like, I have to be very honest and transparent with my issues and my baggage when it comes to dating. I have to let guys know, like, look, I've gone through X, Y, and Z. Um, it tends to make me act or feel this way. I know this is a lot. And if you choose not to deal with it, I respect that. We can be friends. But if we're going to date, I need you to be mindful of these things. I think I think that's where Issa got cheated with Nathan because he didn't necessarily make it known to her. But at the same time, it's like, hell, the viewers really didn't know either. We just now finding out like maybe two episodes before she found out. So you know, it's just... I don't know. To me, it was written in a little bit of a sloppy way. I feel like they could have, hell, okay. they they could have they could have done the same thing with Nathan that they did with Lawrence. We could have caught the homie Nathan at the airport going to H Town. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get that. Okay. So that's all I'm saying. Just a little something. It don't have to be a whole scene. It could have just been a little something. Right. So, okay. But uh, anywho, you yeah, you know, so Asian Bay. Is telling Molly, you know, why are you avoiding my brother? You, I got these great seats to the Clippers game to see Kawhi, and you don't even want, you don't even care to be there. You know, I got the tickets for us, and you're telling me to take take my homeboy, right? You know, and you cannot continue to avoid my brother, and we're dating, right? It's just like, I don't know where Molly's mind is. And I really wish Andrew would put his foot down and just leave her. I think Andrew is really trying to make this work. But he's the only one trying. That's the thing. I, I don't know. Because, oh, can we address this phone call that he had before Molly came in? What was the phone call? Because I was, I'm a little hard of hearing these days. I, tell me what he said because I missed it. Girl, so he was speaking in Chinese to somebody, and he was like, oh, wait, she just got home. I'll call you back. Like, as soon as he heard, like, Molly pretty much right. coming in the door, he was like, I'll call you back. But, I mean, what's, I, okay, so what are you saying is significant about the phone call? Because we only got a glimpse of the of the phone call. Well, it's been a couple of times where he'll just, like, kind of go off into the corner. He's like, oh, wait, 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 I'll call you back. So I don't know if that's foreshadowing leading up to him like maybe leaving Molly or being interested in someone else or him disconnecting his feelings. But it, there's a reason that they put that phone call there right before the scene where they have an argument. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like from a, um, from a writer's point of view and from like a, a actor's point of view, you're setting up for something, but what are you setting up for? Is Are you just setting up for the argument or are you setting up for the sake of foreshadowing to him leaving her? And maybe the person that was on the phone is like someone he's interested in. Maybe it's him talking to his brother like, yeah, I think I am going to leave her. Oh, wait, she's coming in the house. I'll call you back. Like, I don't know. But I just found that conversation right before the argument to be interesting. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Deja, because it's like, I I take Andrew to be an upstanding guy. He doesn't okay. give me creeper vibes. He doesn't give <laughs> me, like, you're a liar. He's just like, okay, you know, I, I like you. I want this to work, so I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it work. But it's like, 
I mean, yeah, it could be. It depends on the what. It depends on the character of your partner. Because some people don't mind talking on the phone in front of their partner. Some people just don't do it. My aunt Bertie is like that. She does not. When when my uncle Ron was alive, she she was like, oh no, my husband is coming uh, down the stairs, or we're about to go to the basement. We're about to get in the RV. I'll call you back. I'm not. I'm not talking on the phone. But then some people might take it as. So we hide in phone calls now. It, right. it depends on the right. person's character. To me, it's like I prefer you don't talk on the phone around me. But it took me a while to get to that place because I dated someone uh, who was like that. You know, our time is our time. Not no phones, no tablets, no laptops. Just us. And then if you got some work you need to do, you know, then do that. But. I mean, it just depends. It depends on the maturity of the person. I wouldn't be bothered. I, I, I wouldn't care. Yeah, just depends. But I, okay. I can see what you're saying. But I mean, mm-hmm. I want to know what their argument was about to be about. I guess we're gonna have to wait to the finale for them to have an argument, child. Because I guess so. if he when he finally leaves her, because he's gonna leave her, Kira's gonna speak that into existence. Oh my god! When he leaves, manifesting this man. Leaving when he leaves that toxic trick. Then she's gonna have to call Issa and be like, "Can we talk?" Or she's gonna call Amanda Seals or the girl that plays Kelly, and they're gonna have to have you know how girls do have the ice cream and watch the sad yeah. movies, watch Waiting to Tell. This is the black girl's guide. You know what I'm saying? You know what time okay. it is. You know we're gonna watch the Waiting to Tell with some butter pecan ice cream. Yep. And you know, you know it's coming. And so when that happens, Issa's gonna show up and Molly's gonna have to talk to her. And yeah. you know, I, I just wanna know what is it gonna take for someone to get through to her and show her the world is not revolving around you. Well, let me ask this question. Do you think Molly is more focused on herself and self-care and this is where she's like you know i'm gonna take care of me and it's just gonna that's what it's gonna be or do you think that it's more of you know why don't you do what i said why don't you like just give me what i want why don't you respect the way i feel and go off of what i said i think it's me oh me oh me oh my Okay. The world is mine and you're just here. Hello, peasant. How are you? Kiss my feet. You know, I I just... Lord, have mercy. It's pure stressing me out. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think to to summarize, it's more... it's, It's not so much as you know, this is me practicing self-care and showing myself love and worth, but this is more of, it's my world and you just Selfish. It's my world and you live in it, pretty much. Like, I own this and you just happen to exist here. With her personal life, absolutely, because let me tell you something. She She ain't gonna sit up and talk like that to the other attorneys, okay? I've been peeped her. When it comes to her professional life, she she's gonna have her attitude in order because she wants to climb that corporate ladder. Right. You, you know they say for women there's always this uh, glass ceiling. You know, right. 
it's always she something stopping us. And so it's like I think I think that she probably is gonna do what she needs to do in order to advance her career, unless she finally just gets to a point. Because that's how people like her are. When when they feel like they should make partner or they should get this special promotion, and they know they got it in a bag, and when it does, when they don't get it, that's when it's like, okay, hell no. I've been working my ass off. I put in. I'm the first to come to work. I'm the last to leave. I've been doing what I'm supposed to do, and you gonna look over me and give it to the lesser than. That's probably what would be the thing to set her off as far as her career. Because remember, she already complained about taking a pay cut. Right. So is you know, she's vain. So I think her vanity um, is within. Is, is within everything because that's in her spirit. That's just who she is. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm, you know, it's like she's starting to do other things uh, personally in real life uh, with her comedy special and things of that nature, yes. other movies. So it just makes me wonder: Are they trying to set her up to leave? Because I'm, I'm honestly okay if she leaves and her and Issa don't speak again on the show. Because when Issa, when she sent that in improper text to Issa, that was humiliating. Like you played yourself. Andrew was trying to convince you to talk to your best friend, and you gonna sit up and send him a secret text on the low. Like I'm trying with her. And then you send it to the person you're talking about. That that's the kind of shit you have to watch out for with friends because that right there for me. Well, it's been plenty of times during this season where I would have been cool on Molly, but that right there, I would have been able to swallow my pride, walk out the door with my chest out, and say I'm not coming back. Our friendship is over because I'm trying with you not only once but twice, and it's still not good enough for you. Yeah, and I I was very proud of Issa. I was too. Yeah. Girl, I was. Let me tell you, I would have been slapped her with a brick or shoe. (laughs) No, I no. I'm just you know you know I don't like stuff like that. Don't hurt my feelings. If you're my friend, whether we're close friends or we're professional friends at work, don't do something that's gonna hurt me because I'm not gonna do something that's gonna hurt you. But it took for me to go to counseling and realize everybody don't have your heart. No. No, they don't. So, I guess that's our review of the episode. So, the next thing I would like for us to talk about, speaking of friendships, is the intimidated friend or the intimidated lover. So, all right, y'all. We will catch you on the next episode.